Good morning and good afternoon, depending on where you at the time this recording. This is episode 116 of the Restricted Zone podcast, a two-man crew today. We're excited for this. Kyrie, introduce yourself to the people, man. Yo, what's going on? What's going on, world? Let's go. Let's get to yes, it. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, we're more than excited to have this episode drop for you guys. The NBA draft was just last night. A lot of surprise draft selections, a lot of I want to say a lot of trades, but some trades that were definitely shocking, uh, definitely impactful. Uh, we're going to dive straight into it. This is going to be a two-part series, of course. We're going to start with the Western Conference first, and then the Eastern Conference will be dropped at another day. So keep the notifications on. Subscribe, like, and leave a comment so you can stay up to date on what's going on with the Restricted Zone podcast. All right, Kyrie, we're going to dive straight to the Western Conference. We're going all the way to Denver, Colorado, man. Talk to me sure. about Denver's draft selections. Uh, tell me, what's your grade? Do you give it right off the bat? Let's start with that. Um, grade, I give it. I'm gonna give it a B. Um, Denver one. They seem like they 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 were very active on drafting. They they had three picks that I'm looking at right now. Jalen Pickett. Um, they had Hunter Tyson and they had some uh, Julian Strother from Gonzaga. So a lot of yes. scoring right there. Hunter Tyson, uh, a, a nice size big. I think around like six nine, six ten can handle. Created his own shot. It's Julian Strother, a plus 40% three-point shooter. And Jalen Pickett, I didn't watch much Penn State basketball this year, but his numbers stood out to me quite a bit, 17-7-6, <laughs> as a 6'4 uh, point guard. And he shot 50% from the field and shot a, 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 nice, a decent clip at uh, three. So um, I don't know how they're going to fit all these guys in. Um, I, I guess they're, they're assuming Bruce Brown may leave a free agency. I think mm-hmm. Eric Gorda has a contract uh, coming up to, uh, too. But uh, they, they got a, they got a lot of nice picks. I trusted Denver, uh, uh, how they how they develop their players and how they help their progression. Um, I, I got to give the pick solid B. They didn't improve much on defense from what I seen. Right, right, but right. Like, like like I kind of wanted them to, but they, they got some scores. I mean, they got some guys that can that can really shoot the ball. So I'm right there with you, man. I love the selection, especially the uh, Julian Strader from Gonzaga, and definitely like Hunter Tyson from uh, Clemson. I definitely thought those are, uh, listen, the Nuggets know how to draft. Look, they wanted, they won the NBA championship just because of the moves they made within the draft, also, uh, through trading for other players. So Julian Strader, uh, he's a great cutter. Uh, he's going to be a great pick at number 25 to get him there. Uh, I like the pick a lot. He, I'm sure he could come in, step in and knock shots because that's what they're going to need him to do. So I'm all for it. Uh, so the grade you get the Nuggets is an A, uh, right? A B. So I'm gonna give him an A. Uh, I'm gonna give him an A just because I like the junior starter pick that much. I think he fits with the game. So let's slide over to the next team in the division. We're gonna go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now listen, Kyrie, give me your thoughts on this one because I was a little bit shy with the draft selections. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Just give me your thoughts on that. On, on why you think it was, it was a good pick for them. So or you maybe. Leonard Miller at 33-1. Leonard Miller slid a lot to me, in my opinion. I, I, right. I made it known here. I thought he was a lottery talent, if not just right outside of it. Um, oh, he was. I put him about 17-18 and 10 in the G League. Um, He has a real irky-jerky type of game, which might, I feel like, probably like a, alerted or kind of scared away some scouts. And yeah. he has that unorthodox like shooter form that, it's kind of it's weird to look at. It doesn't and he doesn't hit it at a high clip. But coming to the NBA, a lot we've seen a lot of guys improve their jump shots and and, and turn into lethal outside shooters. I mean, we look at Brooke Lopez in like what year, like 16, 17, I don't even know, becoming a lethal outside jump shooter. So um, I, I, so I it, it, outside of that, he's a very good rebounder. He can take, he can grab the ball and take it in transition. He's a very good ball handler at six eleven. He's very comfortable handling the ball. Just very left handed dominant. But um, for the Minnesota Timberwolves, the fit here is kind of concerning to me because one, I think Nas Reed comes back in free agency, and of course you got Cat and Gobert, um, that they pretty much seem committed to to keeping. So I'm not. I'm not really sure if, where where Leonard Miller fits in right off the bat. Um, if Nod decides to go somewhere and make his money somewhere else and and, and play for more of a contender, I, it's something I could definitely see happening as well. Then maybe Leonard Miller crack that rotation more, get some more minutes. But that's just to be seen. But I I, I trusted him as, as an individual player to to find his way in the league. And I think at, at 33, it's considered a steal in my book anyway. So I got to give the Minnesota Timberwolves a, a, a B plus for that one right there. 
And I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm a, and, I, and I'm a piggyback on that. I was surprised he slid all the way to the second round. I thought he was the first round talent. I thought he was a lottery talent as well. I thought if not, OKC picking him up uh, and, at 12. And not to cut you off, Colin, but you know what's yeah. crazy? Because he was eligible to enter last year's draft too, and there was a lot of heat, a lot of talk coming in towards the end of the uh, like the like the uh, like the draft and workout process that he could possibly be like a first round pick. But it kind of fluctuated, and I was glad he he came he, he went to G League Ignite and decided to wait a year, mm-hmm. and um he 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 played well again eighteen and ten and was an it was an integral part of that G League Ignite ten of a team, you sure but was. uh I it, I I don't know I it's, it's still weird how he fell to me it fell to the second round to me and and uh teams were willing to take a bite on him. Well, it wasn't it wasn't report it wasn't any medical concerns that was reported at least to my knowledge at least so uh, it, right. it, I don't know if it's that but uh, I, I, hey I, I, don't know. I think his un, his unorthodox play style that's why that's, that's what I honestly think it is I guess yeah that would have to say plus the fact that and then I, you know me personally I'm gonna give this really a B minus uh man they got a lot of fours on Minnesota uh where do you get time for Leonard Miller uh don't do Jaden McDaniels is still there. I believe they got well. Let me see. Could he? Could he carve up another one? Jada Dayton, Jada McDaniel's too. Well, he's kind of he could play the wing too. He's very versatile. I think well, maybe because the Timberwolves got a lot of pieces, but I think maybe he could. Like I said, it's early in the off season. They might make some trades. They might right. you know clean up the roster. But right now, as of now, with the roster construction with the Wolves, I'm gonna give him a B minus. Uh, Jalen Clark from UCLA. Not really sure what they. With the expectations is for him. Yeah, Jalen uh, Hart surprises to me too. He's uh he's somebody I thought could have stayed back here, even though he had a very good uh freshman season before he I, I believe he got hurt. He did. Uh, he, yeah, got he, hurt. he got hurt. But um and that surprised me. I mean, uh, fun, funny enough, not funny, but like really enough allowed Amari Bailey to to kind of enter his name into this draft and 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 make himself uh make himself stand up, you know. That's crazy. I, we'll talk about him when we do the Eastern Conference because I thought he's another one, one of those guys. He should have just came back. But, hey, he got drafted. So, hey, you know, I guess it paid off for him. With that, we're going to stay in the Northwest Division. We're going to go to Minnesota. We're going to Oklahoma. Oklahoma City Thunder, man. Mm-hmm. Let me go right off the bat. I'm going to give this an A, man. I'm going to give this an A. Definitely got to give it an A. Uh, man, can I just start off with just the – Potential. Go ahead, bro. You, Kentucky boy, you Kentucky boy went and went. They traded up for him. They traded. So that tells you a lot. That tells uh-huh. you a lot. They traded up Talk for him. Talk to me. What do you think? And I was shocked. I didn't think OKC would be the one to grab him. Because I didn't think. Because you got I think they got Trey Man as the backup point guard. Mm-hmm. They got a lot what, of guards in OKC. Kind of a, kind of a combo guard. They got a lot of guards. They got Jalen Williams. You know, you got Luol Dan. Oh, Dortz, excuse me, I said Lou Dane, Dortz, uh, but he's really a three. He can play the two. Uh, it depends yeah. on how you utilize him. But uh, I think another guard on there I completely missed him. They got a lot of guards, but I think Christian Wallace is one of those guys. He can step I, in and reconfigure. Isaiah Joe, I knew I was to get another one, so they got a lot of guards that can step in. But I think Christian yeah. Wallace can carve out a role for himself. Go ahead, Kyrie, swing it to you, man. Um, Before I go ahead, tell me what you think about Keontae Johnson in the second round, too. Who, I actually uh, like the pick. I think the reason why he fell is maybe there's still some concerns over, you know, mm-hmm. it hasn't been reported yet because say he was perfectly fine. He played well in college basketball. He played well in the Kansas State tournament. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I just feel like him sliding, maybe he would have been a little bit higher, maybe in the early second round. But, hey, OKC just know what they're doing when they're drafting guys, man. I'm never doubting Sam Presti or the scouting or the coach. I'm not doubting them at all. So when they make the draft picks, they do their intense research. I actually read something about Case and Wallace. Sam Presti actually went to one of the games. They had lost to Michigan State a double overtime. Mm-hmm. And right, it was right. all it was all the little stuff that he saw Case and Wallace did that was like, Oh, this kid's a star. He does all the little stuff, the intangibles, the the on ball, the the lane, disrupting the lanes, and it's, it's all the little things you want. And then he's, he's just long, six four, long arms. It's like six nine. He's got yeah. the strength. Definitely a great guard. I think he's one of those guys that could probably start at the one, put Shea at the two, wherever the OKC feel comfortable, and then you could put Josh Giddy at the three. Josh Giddy is what, six eight, six seven. Yeah, he yeah. can fly. 
Yeah. Entertains him. Maybe if you want to have Payson start off off the bench as like a six man card. He got Jalen Williams there. Exactly. Exactly. He got a lot of work with because exactly. You know, it's a lot of guards. They're very they they differentiate a lot in height. Like Shea Shea and Giddy like six seven six eight apiece. Payson six four. Jalen Williams about six 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 seven with long arms. Six six. Yeah yeah. Oh yeah. He's tough man. So a lot like all like that length on the perimeter. Even though they might not. Especially, like especially in Giddy case, might not be the best at like moving their feet. They still got a lot of length, but that's where Kaysan mm-hmm. Wallace comes in as a point of attack defender. That, that's something they uh, I didn't really notice it at first, but that's something I felt like they really needed and really addressed as a need because Kaysan okay. Wallace, like you said, he does a lot of the little things and he has he has those long arms and uh, great anticipation skills, especially when it comes to screen navigation. So I, I I definitely love the pick. I love the fact I, I, I agree. I love the fact that they traded up for him because um a lot of a lot of people had Kayshawn Wall uh Kayshawn Wallace falling out of the, uh, the 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 lottery, which was surprising. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he was definitely was crazy. He was a top he was a top ten top twelve pick to me the entire time. Seeing what but, some of the uh, people he had before him was crazier too. It was like excuse me. Yeah, but there's also things you got to hope translate. You got to hope his, his jumper, especially off the dribble, translates. Um, you want to see if his playmaking skills can expand a little bit more, if his vision, if his vision can expand a little bit more. Um, right. but overall, very solid prospect, a very, very safe pick. I, I got to give it an A because I also love Keontae Johnson too, some backup depth. Uh, him and Jayla Williams, uh, kind of the other Jay, uh, Jay Will, not, uh, Jay, Jay Dove. Jay Will with the captions for Shay. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, he he's also very he's also very good and very versatile. About six eight six uh he's about six eight six nine. He can shoot it from the outside a little bit, but is a great and relentless rebounder. Keontae Johnson is the same way, even though he shoots the ball a lot better, shot from a forty percent clip from deep. But mm-hmm. he's a very good finisher too. Very athletic. And right. I think that's still here in the second round. What, what pick did he go here? He went um, fifty. Fifty. Yep. That, definitely a steal right there. So I I, I got to give Oklahoma City an A right there. OKC always does well in the draft, man. I'm not surprised. Now, oh, I will say this. Uh, every Kentucky guard, and Casey Wise has a jump shot. He, his jump shot is not an issue. Believe me when he I does, say he that. Just he just didn't show it off a lot. Cause Cal's That's offense. Crazy. So, and you know, you talk, he said a little bit about that during the draft night, but I, I have full confidence in Kentucky guards. They will excel. They just gotta mm-hmm. get the chance to really show that. Now we slide over to Utah Jazz, man. Utah Jazz, and man, I got to say, their draft selection, I, uh, you know what, I, 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 I'm going to let you go it's, ahead first. Talk to me about it. It surprised me. It surprised me. I, me, personally, I kind of felt like it was a little dig or a little slight towards the, the Dallas Mavericks. I feel like they, they, they knew the Dallas Mavericks wanted them. Right, because I like it, and, though. And, and at the same time, I think in that range, they didn't really see the point guard available that they wanted. Um, even Kaysan was still there because that was number Kaysan nine. Kaysan was still there. That's the crazy part. I, I couldn't even say that. Kaysan was still there. So I don't, I don't know what – I don't know. The only other thing that I, I could imagine is Laurie Markin's contract comes up in 2020, uh, 2025. Right. And if you're not confident in him staying, I mean, Taylor Hendricks is a, is a perfect guy to have him, uh, up in that front line next to Walker Kessler because he can spread the floor. He's another yeah. great shot blocker and another good rebound. Those t- that's that'd be a real twin towers right there, and a very versatile Possibly. one too. Possibly. Very versatile one too. Both great live threats, and, and and they both just have really good feel for the game already. So if that's what if that's what the, if Utah's plans are, if they're just really uh, looking at it as Lori Market is going to be with us for these two years, and I, I don't see why he wouldn't resign because he's the man there. He had a very very good season there, and I feel like they. Yeah. They could, they could, they they could do a lot to build around him and make a very good team around him. But again, not, not really addressing your point guard needs so much in this draft kind of hurts. We got to see what they do in free agency. But um, the Taylor Hendricks pick it, it interested me. But if it goes down that uh kind of theory that I'm talking about, whereas like I said, Lurie uh leaves after two years, and that just leaves right, him right, and right. Walker as as their front line men. I I really like that. But um, their other pick also interested me too, and Bryce Sensabaugh, who started off really hot in Ohio State, he kind definitely of definitely fell off. It definitely fell off. But um, 
his, his game is kind of his game is kind of weird too because about six seven he 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 built like a truck, but he has such great scoring instincts and has a nice good handle and he's very good at getting to his spots even though he can't he's not really that that great at uh moving he's not really uh that fast. So uh, that pick interested me too. I guess it I, I, it'll be for some scoring depth off the bench, um because he's definitely not going to provide you in the defense. Sure, but it it, it, it was they were very interesting pick by the Jazz. I. I had a hard time coming up with, coming up with a grade with them, but I gotta go with a, like a like a like a C plus maybe. I, really? I, I kind of, maybe a B minus just for the simple fact that Taylor Hendricks is so good. Yeah, um, I mean, me personally, so Taylor Hendricks, I feel like with that potential, I, I mean, you would have to think maybe that's why the contract looming for Larry Marketing. Uh, uh-huh. that's made him. So I listen to me. I like Taylor Hendricks a lot. He was in my lottery. I, I like right. him a lot. I just didn't think Utah would be the one to grab him. I thought, well, they didn't necessarily – well, they could have drafted a guard, too, and they did that with Keontae George. He's still at 16. I think it was a nice pickup for them. Just Jordan Clarkson, you don't know if he wants to yeah, be uh, – I forgot I forgot to mention that one, too. So, uh, Utah really going to a whole rebuilding mode well, with this draft mm-hmm. right here. So, um, I like Taylor Hendricks, Keontae, and Bryce. I mean, Utah Jazz probably had the top five draft, in my opinion. In terms of what's going on with them, Jazz definitely came out with a bright smile on their faces. Um, right. Can't yeah, wait to I see what you said that. I definitely forgot to mention the Keontae George one. Um, I think he he could fit in there, um, especially since Jordan Clarkson, like you mentioned, has a contract movement too. Can fit in there as a, as a spark plug scorer because he has he, he even though he, it wasn't very offensive at Baylor, he has a very, huh. he has very good handle. He's very good at creating space and get his jumper off and elevating and, and getting his shot over defenders. Um, and I can see that. I can definitely see that translate into the A. Um, he, the, the one thing I want to see improve too, which I feel like could bring him to the next level, is improving that uh, that playmaking ability. Kind of like we see how Jamal Murray has over the years. Fair. Um, improving that playmaking ability and and, and finding guys improving, uh, be able to operate in that pick and roll. I think that'll make him much more valuable to the Utah Jazz. So that was a, that was a good shout out right there. Oh, definitely, man. I definitely love the Utah Jazz draft selection. Now we go and, to the final. To, oh, not, yeah, go ahead. And not to mention another. I, I've been thinking about it too. Another reason why he might have shot bad at Baylor because I didn't catch a lot of their games this season. Of but course. another reason he might have shot bad at Baylor is because one, Baylor is not a program that really promotes just one player. That's they true. have they they play they play together as a squad and and when they when they're good and when they're like they have notoriety, it's because of mm-hmm. multiple players. So yeah, it's not. Right. It's really. It's really rare right. for a guy to come to go there, be a one and done, and put up like twenty, twenty one points a game. That's just not how they roll. That's so not. and, and that it's fine. That type of yeah. basketball goes far. You know. Mm-hmm. That's no, I, I always respect guys that, that that challenge themselves to go to programs like that where they're not getting. Thank you. Group. Like I, I like like Cunningham, of course, going to Oklahoma State, even though he has some ties there already. Yeah. You gotta appreciate it anyway. You gotta appreciate it. Shit, mm-hmm. you gotta appreciate it. Cuss might have to edit that out. It's not, that's fine too, part of the program. Let's get to the last <laughs> team in the Northwest Division, man. And I gotta say, I run, I was blowing up your phone, man. Mm-hmm. Well, Charlotte Hornets, we'll talk about that in another episode. But man, Portland Trailblazers got to be the second. Now let me see if I break this down. What I think, they're definitely in the top three in terms of winning. I mean, you listen, just school Henderson itself. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Murray, she's a valuable plug-in. I don't well, like I him on the Portland. No, that. but you know why I got a problem with it, Kyrie? Is because they got so many fours and far power fours. So now I'm thinking, you are you trading one of those guys? Someone's got to move if you really value this yeah. kid's potential at the 23rd pick in the first round. Then you got yeah. Rain and Rupert from France. I love him. One of those international mm-hmm. guys. Don't be surprised if he's if he turns some heads, Portland nailed his draft. Go ahead, Kyrie. Talk to me, man. Yeah, I'm gonna start from the bottom up. Uh, Ryan, uh, Rayon Rupert. He was somebody that I thought was like a, like a, was a first round guy too. Um, he's very yeah. raw as well. He played in uh, played in the French league. Um, but he he's he's very wiry. He has has long arms and is a very very good defender. He's good at making plays in transition. Um, he's got to work on that jump shot and his ability to create and create space for himself. But he's he's a very nice prospect, and I like I like the fact that they uh, scooped him up in the second round. Um, uh, who, 
I'm blanking right here. Who was the other one? But who was the one? Chris Murray. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris Murray. Chris Murray, yeah. <laughs> I actually really like it, bro. I actually really like it because I don't see Jeremy Grant being there long term. And oh, yeah. I, and I honestly see, I honestly see like a big a roster haul, and and because of that, even if if they don't land like a, like a big time star, like the pair with Dame, which it seems like they want to do, right? I think. I think certain guys leave in it, and in, in at least Portland just being mediocre for 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 a while still. And with that, we see, we still we have we have been seeing the growth of some younger guys like Anthony Simons and throughout this time that they've been uh, they haven't been too good. Shaden Sharp last season was very good as a rookie, so I can see I can see Chris Murray as a as a, as a stretch uh, as a stretch forward, um, a pretty pretty uh, a pretty good defender and a guy that just has a translatable skill set from day one. Finding his uh, finding his niche in, in the Portland Trailblazers uh, roster, just like just like Keegan did in uh, in Sacramento. That's true. Then um, finally we get the scoop, man. And I, even though I had scoop going to uh, number two to the Hornets, just simply because I I I thought it just made the most sense for them. I really really wanted to see scoop in a Portland Trailblazers uh, jersey, and I I, I feel like you I get the hell out of there. I'd be more excited if, if Dame would if, if Dame was was gone, but because of that, it's it's kind of awkward now where you got the we future. Don't know what to expect. Exactly. You got the present. We we don't got we don't know what to expect, and we just really just have to wait till free agency to see what moves they make because they didn't outside of draft they didn't really do anything on draft night. So as far as like trades or making moves or anything like that, so I don't know, man. I. I still get. I still got to get the pick of A just because of the depth and the young talent that you picked up. Oh, well, Portland definitely yeah. one of the top three winners in his dress, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can pick up two solid defenders after coming off as being one of the worst defensive teams uh, in the of league. Of course. Yeah, I think I, I, I give them like a B plus A. And then with the school Henderson, I feel like Damian has to leave. I'm sorry, Portland fans, you listening to this. Damian has to leave. You don't draft a guy like the school you you don't you don't draft a guy like him and who would have gone number one in next year's draft or the year before you don't just have him and then you got to think if you're gonna trade Dame Anthony Simmons might have to get traded because I like the backcourt of school in Shade and Sharp one and two super hyper talented athletic guards that both obviously school has to work on his jump shot but you've been working with stuff I'm not really gonna be too shocked uh, and definitely not gonna have too much doubt on that I think he's you know, you you just gotta wait and see. But yeah, him but for, and for, the time, for the time being, Shaden showed to be a sniper. Like like his his jump shot translated a lot better than I thought it would. To be honest with you, Shaden and Scoop, man, I like that. Listen, you trade Anthony because if you trade Dane, you're gonna take on that contract and they're gonna want some more. So mm-hmm. you gotta trade Anthony. Simmons gotta get traded too. I wouldn't want to if you could keep him somehow. Try to, but more than likely, yeah. a team's gonna ask for him. Which I'm the Portland. I'm not mad. You get school and shady shirt. I'm Portland. I'm excited, man. I'm. Yeah, I'm way I, too I, 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 don't, I don't really want them to trade Ant Simmons because I feel like if Dane were to leave a core of him. At the two, I feel like you could move Shaden to the three, honestly, because Shaden's like what six seven. He's six, only going to his frame's only going to get stronger too. So I feel like you could have him at the three if if it because his, his defense is something also that that impressed me in spurts uh, during during the season as well. How focused he was, right? I I could see him playing some three, and you, of course you got screwed at the one. I would I I definitely they're all around the same timeline because every time he was drafted back in 2018, but he's still pretty young. So I could definitely see this being a That's nice, five years, nice, nice five team. years into the league. Yeah, yeah. and, and he's—I he mean—he's been around a little bit longer, so he's got some things he can teach them. Eh, I like—I I like school and shading more. I just think that, but if you can't keep Simmons, I don't disagree with you. But that—that backcourt of shading and school, nah, that—that's mm-hmm. that, a deadly bad. That's one of the backcourt that keep Portland in the competition. Well, at least they'll be in rebuild for the next. You know, once they hit their stride and finally. Maximize their potential. Yeah, they'll be in the playoffs for many, many years. But let's just, just don't really. I'm sorry. Last, go point before, last point before we move on, but it doesn't make any sense to me seeing the strides Ants made since he's came into the league as a, as a fifth year high school senior, and uh, 
it was like struggling, struggling early on, struggling to define rotation minutes consistently. And he grinded yeah. and worked on his game and worked on his body and become a, a very good scorer in his league. So I, I would just hate that to see that go to waste from their organization. But you know how it goes when you want to trade away. You know, someone's got to give. The team's gonna demand something. Mm-hmm. But the team's not really in the position to demand when they're the one trading Dame. So who knows? But listen, I'm excited for Portland. They got to deal with the current situation. You got the future and you got the present conflicting with each other. So it's all about what you do with that. With that being said, we move on to the next division, the Western Conference. We move to the Pacific Division. We're gonna kick it off with the Sacramento Kings. Man, Kobe Jones from Xavier and Jalen Slauson from Furman. I like Kobe Jones. I think he's one of those guys. Uh, he's an analytics guy. Not analytics person. If you're an analytics guy, you look at him, you look at his ass, you're like, you're a fanboy of him. You know, that's for the mm-hmm. analytical guys. Uh, I think he's one of those guys going to continue to develop. I think the Kings got a nice organization now from top to bottom now. And, um, to the development. They're not the Sacramento Kings used to last eight years and years, decades before. This is actually a stabilized structure, uh, with a lot of stability with the Sacramento Kings. So I think prospects shouldn't be trying to run away from the Kings at this point. It should be embraceful and glad to be a, a Sacramento King. What's your thoughts on, on these two guys, man? Yeah, real quick, they 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 went low key here. They went underground here. I mean, Kobe, I haven't watched much of uh, from these uh, from uh, any of these guys except for uh, Slauson, who we seen, of course, Furman uh, had that upset one in the in the tourney, and he, he was playing very well. Um, one, I, I like the Slauson pick because he's a mature rookie. He's been he, he's been around, he's been in college for a while. He, he's had a track record of playing well and, and being a being a good scorer and being a good presence down low as a Kind of like a, a good post player, uh, post wing in a way. Yeah, and um, it, it kind of fits in with their picking Keegan, and uh, I believe Keegan was a junior when he came out. Just his maturity, his approach to the game, and just how easy he like these, these older guys got to be stop being slept on, man. I, I've been saying I always say, I've been saying it for a while, but a guy yeah. being 21, 22 years old, 22, 20, maybe even twenty three years old coming into the draft necessary isn't always necessarily yeah. downfall. It doesn't necessarily mean they're their ceiling is lower because of their age. Guys get better at different points with uh, throughout their career, and it definitely right. depends on the, uh, the the fit with that team. So, uh, like you said, with uh, Sacramento finally showing that they could develop some talent, I like that pick right there. And uh, with uh, with Kobe Jones, he's just a, he's just a straight up hooper. He's just a straight up hooper, and I th- uh, I think coming in from day one, he's gonna have he's gonna be able to score and and, and uh, make plays out of the pick and roll and, and play make well as well. Um, so I gotta give I I gotta give a, I gotta give it a B plus because they they did well with what they're able to work with. I kind of wanted to see them another big since they lost to Sean Holmes. Right. I, I think I'm pretty sure they lost to Sean Holmes to to Dallas, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I kind of I kind of wanted to see him get like another big, but he still got free agency. Still got free agency. We gotta wait to see uh what the Kings do. I'm gonna give the Kings a B. Uh I just wanna see what Kobe Jones, how he fits in the Kings roster. Uh I'm guessing this could be some pieces that might not resign. And Harrison Barnes is still a question with the session. I'm still upset with Harrison Barnes. He took two of the biggest shots in the series and missed both of them. Mm-hmm. Wide open shots. Absolutely disgusting. We're not gonna talk about that. We're gonna slide over <laughs> to the next team to the Pacific Division. And we're gonna talk the Phoenix Suns. Well, they didn't. They only had one draft selection at 52, but the greatest addition this so far the offseason is Bradley Bill. Uh, so we could touch on the little Bradley Bill and uh, and then touch on the Tamari camera from Dayton. I'll tell you straight up. I don't know nothing about bro from Dayton. I, I ain't watching no Dayton this year. I um, haven't watched Dayton at all. Man, I'll but, be sure to watch the tape and tune in. Though he might be a gem. You never know. But I, I, I will say this though. In terms of Cameron, he seems to develop the outside shot, though. At least from what what I knew reading the scouting report about him earlier in the season, he wasn't known for his jumper. And then he developed that the year. I think the year before, he wasn't known for his jumper. He was kind of more of a slasher, you know. Then he developed more of an outside shot. And I guess that worked to his advantage because I guess the Clippers saw what he saw in him and took him at the 52nd pick. Mm-hmm. But the Suns got Bradley Bill, so I guess that makes up for whatever draft selection they didn't pick. So, hey, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan. 
I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm just not. You're not a huge fan of Bradley Bill, man. No, I'm not. Not him being. A, not him being a phoenix. No, I mean, <laughs> I feel like that definitely one means that Devin Booker is going to run the one, which I like seeing. I'm not going to lie, I like seeing that. Right. He could but, have like a James Harden type season when he made that transition to being the point guard. It just, just gave me Brooklyn net vibes. It just gave me like the mm. KD Brooklyn net vibes, like. I'll take a Booker. I don't expect KD to play more than fifty-five games. Mm. Bradley, Bradley, Bill, these past couple years have just been just been banged up and nicked up all throughout each season. Mm, that's true. Um, I just feel like they're not all going to be healthy together. Devin Booker is pretty hardy. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. Devin Booker is usually, usually available, but I just don't see them all being together and all being healthy when it comes down to the most in the playoffs. They might get you hey, hell. They get you. They'll probably get you sixty wins this season, hey, and just just off of, off of pure talent alone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I don't see it when it comes down to like when it comes comes down to playoff times and grounded out series. I mean, you right. might be playing guys like the Nuggets again. Yeah, never know. Could be upgraded. I don't. I don't. I don't really trust it. I got. I got to see. They got Pumi run. Hey, I'm all. Listen, I'm with you on the waiting. Waiting to believe it. You know, got to wait and see the results. And plus, they got. They don't have that much cash space. We don't know what moves they'll make in the offseason, but we just got to wait and stay tuned for that. Be on the lookout for that episode when we talk about the free agency too. Leave a look, leave the like, leave a subscribe and comment, turn on post notifications to be on the lookout for that. With that being said, we go on to the Los Angeles Clippers. Man, Kobe Brown and Jordan Miller. I like Kobe Brown. Um, I thought he was a first rounder. Uh, he was the last pick in the first round. So hey, at least he made it to the first round, got a guaranteed contract. I liked him from Missouri. You know, we played him a couple of times. He played well. Uh, you know, it's crazy. A lot of scouts had him in the 40 and 50 range. I thought he was a first round. Uh, and you know, I guess, you know, as you can say, Tom will tell if he goes up to that pick as being a first rounder. A lot of people didn't have him being a first rounder. Um, yeah. So what's your thoughts on Kobe Brown and Jordan Miller from Miami? I definitely love him. Another older guy, like you just talked about, older guys. But he's yeah. a 3 and D type of guy. Uh, low ceiling, but he could be a role player that could fill in and do what he needs to get done. So what's your thoughts on those two guys? Uh, well, see, one, when it comes to the Clippers, um, especially if they decide, because, you know, there's been rumors of them possibly uh breaking up the channel with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But if it does yeah, not happen, they, 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 they – Primarily have a vet heavy rotation, mm. and I don't see the, I don't see either one of you guys possibly if, if that's the case getting a whole bunch of minutes like to begin with because we've seen guys like Brandon Boston like play well like in, in spurts and even in going to G League and, and go crazy and have a hard time cracking consistent minutes within, within the uh, Clippers uh, offense. It's just because they got so many they got so many like. Veteran guys and guys that are already established. Even Bones Highland, when he came over, they they got rust at the same time. It was hard for him to to get consistent minutes. So with a guy like Kobe Brown, who I I, I like his skill set. I like I like his physicality. I like how athletic how athletic he is and his his slashing ability. But I don't think he has the I don't know the the really go to. I guess I don't know. I don't think he has the go-to really like skill set he can rely on, right? That can help him crack rotation minutes early in in, in, in his Clippers career because it, it's just it's just going to be hard to do. And, and uh, excuse me, same thing with uh with with, with both from uh, out of Miami, I, Jordan Miller. I don't think even though he can shoot, I, I don't. I, I just don't see it being a lot of minutes available for either one of these guys. Um, so I. I'm I'm just gonna get the pick a C. A pick a C. Yeah, okay. I, I, it just wasn't much. It just wasn't much they could really work with, in my opinion. Because again, they run a very like veteran heavy, uh, very veteran heavy rotation. Well, I'm excited for uh to see what the Clippers do is all. They give me some Paul George trade rumors. Uh, we don't know what Kawhi guy got, you know, in this bag. The quiet guy who never could figure out what what he has on his mind. So you don't know what he got planned. Uh, the Clippers are going to be an interesting team to watch over the offseason, especially in the free agency, uh, to see what kind of moves they make or who they trade for potentially. So, uh, just be on the lookout for what, for what they do in the offseason. But with that, man, we go to the next team, the next California team. We've been to so many teams 
Um, so many places in California, man. You getting a little tired of California? I'm getting a little tired of it, man. Bro, me too. I can't. I'm, I'm ready for the Easter Conference episode next episode, man. <laughs> All right, but we going we still in Cali, though, man. So we ain't going to state. <laughs> going to state Warriors. Listen, they made a lot of moves. One, they traded Jordan Poole. I think that was the inventable. That was uh, crazy. It, it was. It was either him or Draymond Green. That's why Draymond opted out of his contract. It was kind of more of a test to see, you know, testing the Warriors. Who you guys are going to choose? You guys going to choose me, the heart and soul of the team, or are you going to choose for this inefficient Jack? But I at, like the same, at the same time, at the same time, it, like it, it's it's a, it's a big move to go ahead to resign Draymond because he hits the salary cap hard. And um, so he really if, if, if he doesn't, if he doesn't end up resigning, I mean, you, you save yourself a, a lot of money. Sure do, but will yeah. Steph and Clay agree with that? And that's the difference, yeah. right? And and, yeah. and and not only that, you have to cater to to Curry's whims. Well, I mean, I don't know if the Nets Warriors have to necessarily cater, or you know, I mean, but yeah, he is Curry. He still averaged what, what twenty eight, twenty seven, this past season. So he's he's playing out of his mind. So um, I feel like the Warriors, and so that's why they picked up Brandon. I have a so hard, such a hard time pronouncing his last name. I think it's called Pazemski. from Santa Clara, and he's got one of those herky jerky type movesets, man. Like you kind of remind, he kind of reminds me of Markel Grant when in Washington with that little herky jerky. He looks slow, but he's really moving fast. He's moving fast, but he's moving slow. He's got that playing style, and I think that's going to fit well with the Golden State Warriors. I love Tri Jags and Davis falling already down to Indiana. I mean, coming from all the way from Indiana, uh, Golden State got some nice pieces, uh, but I'm going to give them just a B minus. Give me your thoughts on that, though. Wait, why just a B minus, though? I'm curious. Uh, they could have had got someone other than I was honestly feeling they could have got a better forward than Trey Jackson Davis that day. I mean. Hell, the undrafted list was full of guys. I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, you guys could have scoop scoop this guy. Like, you could have picked up, uh, I don't want to say Drew Timmy. You could have picked up Oscar Sheway, but his his limitations on the defensive end definitely was what hurt him. Because it was nothing, you know, it was offensive limitations as well. But I felt for the Warriors, what they're looking for, Oscar wouldn't have sit there. Maybe I might have to come back to that, but I'm gonna give him a B minus though. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with the grade or anything. I, I do disagree with Trey Jackson Davis on his fit because um he even though he even though he's been mocked late in the uh, in the second round for for a while now, I always thought highly of him. I thought higher of him. I thought he could be at least a late first, um early second. But um, and it's it's because he 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 expanded his game. He he got he got better in, in a lot of aspects. He became a better passer. He became a better ball handler. Um, he showed flashes of a jump shot a little bit and, and some touch and more touch around the rim, and not just to be a dunker. Even though he had some crazy some crazy dunks this season, he showed more than just to be just to be more rim runner like pick and roll uh like slasher type of type of big. So I I honestly like that. Right. Even though they do, they do have a lot of young forwards now. It's like in Jonathan Kaminga, they got Patrick Baldwin last season. Um, so I, I I would lean towards kind of more of a B minus grade there because you don't know. I don't know necessarily how he uh he's going to match up there. But what kind of makes up for that is their pick at nineteen of Brandon Pajemski, who kind of went a little high for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, he does kind of have that herky jerky uh like. Like awkward type of unorthodox type of play style, kind of like he was talking about with Brandon Miller, but at the same time he just put a bucket and he had himself a strong combine showing where he showed like to be very comfortable, um, handling the ball in transition and making lead passes and, and, yep. and getting to the rim. He showed to be uh, very efficient at getting to the rim in certain in certain points. And um, he's a good he's a good outside jump shooter, especially off the dribble. So I like it for Golden State because it gives them a little pop and a little bit of what you're missing in Jordan Poole since he's gone now. But since he doesn't have the same kind of crafty, the craftiness or maybe some would say talent as Jordan Poole, he's kind of he he'd be a little more easier to rein in to half play within your um your, that Golden State offense and that Golden State type of system. So I, I I'm gonna have to agree with you. I'm gonna give it a B minus. Okay. 
can't wait to see what they do, actually, man. And we're going to go to the most prominent California team in California basketball history, the Los Angeles Lakers, man. Um, they was looking to shop this pick around before the draft mm-hmm. in the weeks before. But I think they got great value in the picks that they drafted with Jalen Hood, Shatino from Indiana, and Maxwell Lewis from, from Pepperdine University. Uh, man, uh, if D-Lo I does decide, what would you say? No, I was just saying I love it. Oh, man. I, I just don't know if Brian's is too keen on playing rookie. Brian never really – does Brian have an issue playing with rookies? I don't think Brian really has an issue playing with rookies. He's not going to be there for that long. You got to – at this point, you you, you play it for your future after play full time. Because Brian's trying to get a chip, a chip though. I and, like these rookies. And, and that's cool, but we we see, we see him play with – Austin Reeves was just a rookie last year. Also, that's, that's who Billy killed, uh, Kobe right there. But before we get into that, I'm just a rookie last year. We seen early in the season, Max Christie, a rookie, was getting some burn. And, and, nah. and, and it seemed like, Le, like, like LeBron embraced stuff like that. I don't, I don't really mind it. Listen, I, I like it too. Listen, I'm all for it. Uh, give me your thoughts on the Lakers draft selection. So Jalen Hood at what was that, 17? I yeah. I really like that one because Jalen Hood was definitely is definitely a lottery talent. I mean, he followed right. He followed in his his, uh, his projected range. Any it was anywhere from like late lottery to about uh, seventeen, eighteen, uh, close to twenty. But I really like I really like this one because one he has a very patient play style, but at the same time can can speed it uh, speed it up if if that makes any sense. Like it, like when he comes to the pick and roll, he's so good at hesitations and slowing the game. It's one with things down and letting the play develop and, and on his timing. But at the same time, a transition, he, he's such a good passer and has such a good vision and makes such good reads. I see, I see him fitting in right with the Lakers who uh, who like to get up and down. And um, he has a nice outside three-point jump shot. So, and, and at the same time, he's going to be around a bunch of vets and a bunch of, of already established players where his, his weakness as a, as a shot creator, um, it, not in the mid range, but from the outside, his weakness uh, as far as getting downhill and getting to the lane where he's not very good at, and he's not and, and uh, finishing, he's not very good at. Those he got a mask up because he doesn't have to do he doesn't have to do that as much. If the Lakers do play him a little more than we expect to, um, because again they have a, they have a veteran roster too. But as far as like down the line, this is very good talent to have. This is very good upside to have because I'm a good I'm a I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts, you know. Um, I love, I love as, it for the As far as the second round pick, Maxwell Lewis, that's another sleep of a, a big sleeper of mine out of Pepperdine. He reminds me so much of Trey Murphy. Um, about six eight six nine, he has that long wiry frame, but he has he, he even though it tailed off towards the end of the season, he has a very nice jump shot and then shoots it at a consistent clip. And um, a little different than Trey Murphy. He has a good one to, uh, 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 he can take a couple dribbles and create his own space from the perimeter at times. And um, at the same time, he's very athletic like Trey. And um, he's good at slashing and getting to the rim. It's just the in-between game with him when it comes to handling the ball and trying to create his own shot, like in the mid-range and stuff like that. That's where he kind of struggles at. But again, with the Lakers and say they have injuries and stuff like that, just like any team does, and they have to throw the rookies in there, they have some translatable skills that can help keep the Lakers, a team like the Lakers afloat who deals with injuries to LeBron all the time, injuries to Anthony Davis all the time. So you, you need guys like this that are going to give you a jolt of energy and keep that momentum when those guys are out or hurting. And I think the Lakers definitely – I feel like – can you hear me, Kyrie? Am I clear? Yeah, I can hear you. Yep, gotcha. I really feel like uh, they definitely made uh, some nice selections. Look, like I said, they've been looking at trades pick for a minute, and I think they made some nice pickups uh, in terms of this draft. I think the Lakers made a, a couple of moves, so uh, I, I like the say, Lakers pick. I, yeah, I, 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 I give them an A+. Plus. I give them an A+. Plus. That's fair. That's completely fair. I don't disagree with you. So now we move on to the last division. Of the Western Conference Part One NBA Draft 2020. 
Yo, you back with us, bro? I'm back with us. Audio had a little bit of a technical issue on my end. We're back yeah, at yeah. it. We'll, we'll go ahead and edit that out, bro. We'll go ahead. We'll go ahead and edit that out, but we'll go. We'll dive right into Memphis, man. Memphis had uh had two picks, including with Marky Smart, but that was a trade that was a little bit different. It's probably the day before, but we're gonna go ahead and still bring it in, though, man. Uh, Gigi mm-hmm. Jackson, South Carolina, the youngest prospect in the NBA draft, and he slid all the way down. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, it doesn't surprise me because he's still very raw, and he has a certain he has, and he has like a little bit of a reputation. I feel like in the eyes of NBA GMs and scouts and guys in the basketball world, um, and and he's he's also very young too. He he's supposed to be, he's like a great. I think he uh reclassed like a grade higher. So, as far as Memphis picking him, I I I really like it as far as like the player and who he is because Taylor Jenkins. I, I mentioned it before. Taylor Jenkins isn't afraid to give uh young guys minutes. Isn't afraid to throw young guys out there, especially when they have uh, especially when they have uh injuries and stuff like that. So I think That's a guy it. like Gigi Jackson would definitely he'll, he'll definitely um improve from being thrown out there making the mistakes and and, and being taught what, what he did wrong and stuff like that and then try to figure things out himself and um but he, he has a lot to be excited about he's very versatile at, at six right. nine uh, about six nine with a, a I think seven uh, close to seven foot wingspan um, right he has good handle he moves very well and has very good quick uh uh quick uh footwork um and he in when, when he's got it going he he can score I man he you can uh he can create uh, space in the mid range. He has a nice dribble package where that can create himself some space, and he has a nice little turnaround game too. And he just raises over guys, and he's able to hit shots like 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 effortlessly. I really like his game. Um, I really like him being in Memphis. Uh, the yeah. only other thing, I, the only one thing I question is, he, he, of course, we see the whole thing going on with the Josh, the whole Josh situation going on. Um. Okay. Then we then we seen the whole Dylan Brooks thing this season. GG seems to me like in the games I watched him this season and in that Instagram live uh, incident after after a loss uh, that close loss they had. Um, he seems like a guy that speaks his mind. He seems like a guy that, that, that's expressive, but at the same time, I like it because to me, I, I feel like he's very competitive and very. Uh, I, I feel like he wants to win, but that but. On the other hand, he's got to show that on the floor because this time his motor dies down, especially on the defensive end, and he sure gets did. lost, and he just seems like he's out of the game. But that can also be a result of being on a, a, a garbage team. South Carolina was, was, was hot garbage this season. Being on a team like Memphis that has had minor success as a young up-and-coming up and core this season, you right. bring in a vet like Marcus Smart, which I personally really love, and even a vet to, uh, to – um, with John uh, for John Morant and even them two on the court together, I feel like those two, John Morant and, and Marcus Smart, the court together would be very, uh, very good and it balances out well. So Memphis has some has some stuff to be excited about. I, I really like the pick. I wish I knew who their uh, their late second round pick was. Uh, his name was like Tariq uh, Bieberovich. Uh, I think I can't that's the name. I'm not yeah. going. To. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't I don't know much about him. So I'm gonna just grade it off of the uh, the Gigi Jackson pick because that's who they're more inclined to. Use, I feel like uh, use. I'm gonna give it a uh, I'm gonna give it a B plus just because you're able to grab him so late, and uh, he just had the upside on the upside on him is just it's just too much to pass on. I feel like. That's fair. And then Jordan Hawkins. We're going to go to the New Orleans Pelicans, man. And Drake mm-hmm. picked Jordan Hawkins with the 14th pick. I called, I called this one uh, last episode. This is, this is where I have him going. He called Angel Reese called it too, man. She called it. So shout out to Angel where? Reese. She called it. That's where? crazy. So now they get to reunite in New Orleans, man. I love it. Excited for them. But, man, I love Jordan Hawkins from UConn. One of my favorite players, personally, love watching him play and doing what he did throughout the entire season and March Madness included. I think the Pelicans got a great pick with Jordan Hawkins here, man. Just give me your thoughts on him. Yeah, I'm um, real quick A plus just because I explained it a lot last episode because I had I had him going here at what was this 14? I had yeah. him going here at 14. I just felt like it was the perfect pick. Um, he comes in with a, a team with a lot of established talent. He can just come in and shoot, come in and he, the the wide range he could shoot. Is what's going to excite the Pelicans because they can have a clunky and, and un, 
low rhythm offense at times and desperately needs some shooting and some electricity. So Jordan Hawkins is the perfect pick here. I'll give it an A+. Plus. Love it. Can't wait to see him excel with – what the Pelicans roster will look vastly different by the end of next season. I mean, by the beginning of the season next year. That mm-hmm. much we can't say. A lot of trade rumors for Zion. Uh, with Zion moves, kind of looking at CJ McCollum. Does he fit in this program? What's the direction of the program? Are they going, are they contenders? Are they a, potentially a rebuilding team? You can't really rebuild with Brandon Ingram. You know, he's still young, still a star yeah, talent. He, he, he's, a, he's a right now type of guy. He's a guy right. So it's like, what's the direction of the Pelicans? We have yet to really see. But I like the draft pick. I like what the roster is minus Zion because I'm really not counting Zion at this point. I don't think he'll be on the team. Uh, I, I think the Pelicans got a, a solid piece around them. Can they make the playoffs and make some noise in the playoffs? That is yet to be seen. But can't wait for it. So with that, we move on to Dallas. And Dallas, man, got some – there's some risk takers. Uh, there's some risk takers, but they needed to take a risk. Uh, I, I love the first round, the 24th pick from Olivia, Maxine, Prosper from Marquette. I definitely – from Marquette. Just what are your thoughts on him, man? Um, I honestly, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I haven't, I don't know much about him. I haven't really seen much about him. Not even like leading up to the draft. I'm just seeing the draft boards going in this area, so I can't really say. I will say this. So you remember Dorian Finney-Smith on the Mavs? Mm-hmm. He yeah. fits that role perfectly. I think That's the Mavs made a good pick. He imagine yeah. him just how I say. It. Imagine Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, yeah, just imagine Dorian Finney-Smith. Okay. So he basically what Dorian Finney-Smith was for the Mavs. So I think the Mavs, but now this is where it gets interesting. They picked Derek Lively with the 12th pick. And, man, uh, they needed a rim protector, a rim mm-hmm. runner, an athletic guy. Uh, How does he contribute and make contributions for Dallas Mavericks early on, can he get? Can he crack the rotation? I mean, who's really on the center and power for list? I think they're they're lively to make. You know, he could probably start by the tenth or twentieth game. He could probably make himself out there, but who knows? Maybe the adjustment to the NBA would be a lot of you know too tough for him. You know, his body still got to develop a lot with his body. I think he's a smart enough basketball player to where he won't get lost on the defensive end, guarded guys. Just depends on how Jason Kidd utilizes them, how he could fit in with Luca. What's your thoughts on this on this pick? Derek Lively. So one, I want to give props to the Mavs because once they seen who I felt like there was a target and Taylor uh Taylor Hendricks go at number nine, they yeah. made the I feel like they made the quick decision to trade down for Derek Lively, uh make that swap with OKC. Um, okay. So and, I, I like it because he brings exactly what you need with shot blocking and, and, and a paint presence, which we, we've been griping on that the Dallas Mavericks need. And right. he brings that from day one, but at the same time, you got to hope he can one stay out of foul trouble. You got to hope he can uh, he, he keep up and, and not commit as many defensive miscues and just True. keep up with the overall like speed of the NBA game. Um, but I also like the fact that they had uh, – they traded uh, Davis Bertans to OKC in the, in the process that it has shed a 22 mil of cap space. So what right. I think this allows them to do is go after another premier big, like a Capella, which uh, right. has been in rumors, and um, c- continue building that front line. So that uh, that alone, I got to give them like a B plus, just because I, I still have some question marks about Derek Lively, but he addresses all the needs they have. Derek Lively, man, he played so bad in the beginning of the Duke season. They used to pay him to scout. Scout from uh, Kentucky. Yeah, it was comparing him to Scout. Like, we got another Scout over here at Duke, though. And I'm like, ugh. Uh, ain't working the way. I don't think there could never be another one of him, bro. I don't mean that. Yeah, he was just the number two <laughs> the number two prospect, man. Oh, I, I was excited for him, man. Can't tell you how much disappointing. We're not talking about this guy, though. We're talking about Derek Lively. He played really bad at the beginning of the season. So I had a couple mock drafts. A lot of people thought, man, he'll be back another year. He definitely needs it. He's not ready for this year. Uh, made some strides during the late in the season, especially February and March, especially ACC tournament play. And then, you know, he kind of came onto his own. Um, did well in the, in the combine, did well in the, I guess, the private workouts, whatever workout he had scheduled. And Dallas thought he was the guy. I mean, Taylor was originally their guy. I would think it had to be on the, on the draft board, but 
Sorry. He got took in at nine, like you said. So what's the next best big man outside of him? You take Derek Lively. Uh, so, hey, Derek, Dallas Mavericks, some risk takers. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next season. Luca been in the gym. My man been playing chubby his whole life. Now he's actually going to get some some muscle to find in and lose some of that baby, you know, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, he's really going. It's crazy. He was playing. He was playing with that body type. And imagine this guy fit now. He's really going to be unguardable. So I can't wait to see what the man's do, especially what Luca do this upcoming season. But man, we're gonna we're gonna still stay in Texas, man. We was in California for a long time, but we're gonna still be in Texas now. We're going to Texas, and we're going to the team who I think had the second best draft, in my opinion, uh, the Houston Rockets. Listen. Yo, I love Cam Whittemore fell all the way to 20. Now, medical concerns was really the big issue why he fell all the way down to 20. Granted, Mm -hmm. that's something to be very worrisome about. But man, Cam was a top five pick, man. A top, he was a top seven pick. You get him Mm -hmm. at 20. Please. That is such a steal. It is. But my issue with Houston Rockets is they have a lot of players at the three and four. Someone's got to move. How are you making this work? Are you gonna trade somebody? Uh, how 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 do you make it work with them? They got a lot yeah. of players on three and four. Well, one, I think you ditch the Usman Garuba uh, experiment. Mm-hmm. Two, I think you find uh Kenya Martin Jr. Uh, a new home and and possibly acquire like some some uh, future uh, first round picture or future picks or something like that. Because right. I think he's somebody. Uh, that he he's he's, been, he's played very well there. He fits in well there, especially with a passing bid like Sangoon. But he, I kind of hate watching him play with them because I feel like he wants to win so much more than the rest of them do. Than the rest of them do. Like it, it just it just it's like shows his demeanor and like how frustrated he gets when he's out there, and like just how invested he is. Like I can tell that he wants to win. And um, there there was even trade rumors like like beginning of the last season that he uh, he he possibly wanted it out of there. So I mm. think you move on from Cam Martin Jr. and that allows a space for um a Cam Whitmore who you grabbed at twenty here. That's that's very versatile. And um, and it's crazy because in my mock draft, uh, we talked about we 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 were on that topic for a long time because I actually had Cam going for there. And everybody right. else had Amen going for uh, going uh going for there, and they actually both end up going there. Hey, it worked out, man. Definitely right. watched the last episode, man. Definitely mm-hmm. check it out. And so it addressed it addressed both needs. It just addressed both needs uh, that they had. But now, like all there all there's left to do is just to figure out like the first minutes, like who's going to start that point guard between KBJ or or men. Um, I think uh, just, I think you start off with KPJ maybe. No, um, I'm taking the men. KPJ is not a point guard. We already established this, but yeah, they're gonna start, they're gonna let him start because you know they want a mean to earn it. But I think he'll show exactly. himself in the in the preseason training camp, especially summer league. Yeah. He's got chances to show himself while he's the point guard of that team. Yeah, they they just have so much young talent and so much like versatility there. Like they, there's so many things that they can do. But overall, um, I don't want to harp on it too much because we talked about these guys a lot in the past, right? And um, we already talked about their fit. We 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 already stressed their fits here and and how well they both work here. So I, I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a straight up A because they um they got the steal of the draft at twenty. A guy that was supposed to be a top five, top seven pick, like you said. So hey, I don't disagree with you, brother. I'm right there with you with that man. Definitely the second best team in terms of draft. They was in my top five. And then we go to the obvious. We go to the last team in the Southwest Division. Man, the San Antonio Spurs, man. And they're easily the biggest winners of this draft. I actually love their 44th pick in the second round. City, Kasago uh, from G League. Yeah. Yo, I mean, just you get a guy like Victor Wembiama, you automatically the winner of, you know, you're really like the number one winner. If you, you, you think def- about it. You, de- you definitely are. And I want to just because we talked about him so much too when his fit here in San Antonio, what he'll do for, for a team that won 22 games last season. I want to talk about um, his interview he had with Jay Billis um, in the middle of the draft where they kind of were addressing the, the topic of him bulking up and, and, and improving physically to compete with a uh, big at the NBA level. 
Yeah. And I really, I really like the explanation he gave in, in what he said as in all in all, like to keep it sure. He said, I don't need to bulk up. I just need to get stronger. Whereas he's talking about improving his core strength, his lower body strength. It doesn't necessarily mean bulking up, but just getting stronger to the point where he's you don't able get to withstand. Yeah, he's able to withstand that punishment. But another thing he, he mentioned in was keeping that agility. So, and, and and that's very important for a guy that's at seven five who whose game is so unique and who could do so many things on as far as ball handling, uh, handling on the perimeter, driving, uh, just putting the ball on the floor, and driving at seven five, and just being a lob threat and, and who being who he is on the defensive end. I mean, being lean and being agile and being athletic and not really, I I I make this comparison to former Knicks right here, right. Remember Mitchell Robinson when he first came into the league, and he was skinny, but how agile and how springy he was. And after his major injury two years ago, he put on like sixty, seventy pounds or something like that. Right, and yeah. he and he's a lot bigger. He's able to withstand like a lot more punishment in the paint. He's still a very good rebounder. Let's not get it twisted, but he's yeah, not as exactly. He's not as agile. He's not as like quick footed. He's not as quick off the ground as as. No. He was when he was a little bit lighter. And then you got a lot a guy like Chris Osporzingis, who for the most part has maintained his build throughout his career. Sure. Um, he he's had injury history, but he we, we see him play some of his best basketball when he left Dallas and went to uh went to the Washington Wizards where he could really showcase his skills at seven three. He's close to he's close to Wemby size. And he has a lot of similarities to his game too, as as, as what like as far as being able to put the ball on the floor. Um, create his own jump shot, fadeaways, or three uh, three ball stuff like that. So, I think Wemby's talking about more so going a Kristaps route as far as like uh, getting stronger and, and and advancing his body. Um, compared to like a guy like Mitchell Robinson, and it's not just clear cut like those two routes. Like it's, I, I feel like it's, it's it's a balance in between. But I guess I think he's gonna go like the Kristaps route. And, Man, and, uh, and, and like I said, I like that. I like that he kind of put an end to that talk. Like, like, like everybody, like, like he, he made it clear, like he knows his body. He knows it's right for him. Right. You can't tell someone about their body that, that they know about their body the most. I'm sure he's had plenty of talks with nutritionists, trainers. Pretty sure Greg Popovich already formulated a whole plan for this guy. If not Greg Popovich, his team. He's never seemed like he has a great team around him. People that really uh, give a damn about his well-being and, and just not just the basketball side, but just his health-wise and long-term. Uh, I mean, listen, one thing I do want to mention, he's in the best position of any number one pick. You get to get coached by Greg Popovich. If, you you know, depending no matter how long he stays, even if it's for a year, two, or three, I'd like Popovich to stay for at least two years. Tim Duncan is there. I don't know if he's an official on their staff, but listen, you learn it from Tim Duncan, man. It's nothing another, better than that. It's nothing better than that. And another good thing for Wemby that's like inevitably going to boost his rookie of the year odds, which is already high right now. You can't possibly win less than twenty two games. Nah. If, you, if you're the first with him and he and he's healthy, he gives you at least sixty games. You can't possibly yeah. win less than twenty two games. So even the, the the bar is low. Like all you all you all you can go is up from there. So it's just only going to add on to what he does in the season and the numbers that he puts up and, and, and how he messes with his teammates, how he elevates his teammates. And I'm so and, – and, and I'm for it. Like, you don't even get – like, I'm I'm so for it that it's like the potential of this guy is – he's probably the best number one picking. He's better than last year. Well, I don't want to say he's better than last year yet. We haven't seen what he yeah, is. You can't say that yet, Paulo. You can't do that. But like, in terms of talent, potential, and skill set, Man, he's, he's better than the 2020 first round, the first pick. And Edwards, I got to give him over 2019 over Zion. Definitely over DeAndre Ayton, honestly. Wait, 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 Colin. Are you talking about them as prospects or them like as prospects. now? Prospects. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, well, no, then, I, I might even say now. I might even say now. Wait, now? Okay, then. Yeah. If you're going to say now, then you're wild, yeah. I was talking prospects. I was really referring to as prospects, but hey, okay. man, Victor, so I don't see how he doesn't succeed. I'm bullish about the kid, man. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going to – and then you got Tony Parker as another mentor, Mono Ginobili. He has such a great team of mentor and veteranship. And this kid, the intangibles for me is what's really going to – he'll be ahead and above most of his peers just because of who you're learning under at the end of the day. So, Kyrie, you think it's an A? I love it. It's an A. Um, it's definitely an A. San Antonio – most of the Texas teams definitely did their thing. Most of the teams in the West did their thing in, in our respective opinions. But, man, thanks a lot for staying in. If you made it this far for episode 116 of the Restricted Zone podcast, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode as much as we enjoy recording this episode. Honestly, uh, we love doing NBA draft episodes. We love college basketball. Be on the lookout for that. We're going to talk about the Easter Conference. The episode will be coming out within a day or two, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, this is the Western Conference, so if you didn't know, now you know. You can check us out on all streaming platforms. I'm talking about Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube, whatever streaming platform you can think of. We're on it, Overcast. You know, we're, we're on there, man. So definitely take some time to stream the episodes. Check out, Check us out on rss.com as well. Uh, if you aren't able to find anything streaming-wise. So thanks a lot for the episode. Thanks a lot for sticking with us. We will be back with more content. Be on the lookout for that, man. <laughs>